Welcome to the Inspiring Heights Podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Kaiser, and I am so excited to be here with you today. Inspiring Heights exists to walk alongside you as we learn to create healthy rhythms, flourish in our faith, and be inspired where our feet are. We're honored that you're with us today. We can't wait. Let's get started. There has been this reoccurring theme in the past few months that keeps popping up. I talk and think about it a lot, and as I made a final decision on this week's podcast episode, I feel like I'm really actually finally ready to talk to you all about it. So in episode 20, we're going to explore what the notion in the word busy is doing to us. I bet if we were all sitting in a room together, and I asked how many of you have said out loud in the past two weeks, I'm busy. 90% or more of you would raise your hand. I also think it's safe to assume that most of you have rolled your eyes, (laughs) at least internally, when you have heard other people talk about how busy they are. You quickly play a comparison game and scoff at their dramatic portrayal of their schedule, especially in comparison to your own. One more. I would guess that most of us have found ourselves in a situation where people downplay our schedules because of a certain category that we fit into. It goes something like this. You think you're busy now. You just wait until you get married. Or, of course you found time to do X, Y, and Z. You don't have any kids. Or, so-and-so would have room in their schedule now because they're empty nesters. These kinds of ideas give us the false sense that our time is most valuable and precious in only certain seasons of life, and if we don't fit into that category, we really have no idea what busy means, and our time's not that valuable. I remember being sensitive to the word busy since I was a pretty young kid. There was someone in my life who used the word busy like a French chef uses butter. And it was an excuse for dismissing what I felt like at the time were fairly important life tasks. I remember having a conversation with my grandma about my frustration. She was so wise and sweet, and I walked away from that conversation with what I felt like were better words. So instead of saying, I'm busy, saying, I haven't made time for that yet. And even back then, before I had really experienced a lot of life, It seemed more fitting to put the responsibility back on ourself than leaving it on the back of busy, whoever that is. (laughs) And as I've gotten older, I realized that busy isn't just a word, and neither is I haven't made time for that yet. They are notions, postures, and attitudes that penetrate our hearts and our minds in incredibly deep ways. Busy. It's one of the first words we use to describe how we are when people ask. It's what we say to ourselves or our spouses on Sunday night when we're looking at the week ahead. It's an excuse that we give when we missed a deadline or the house is a disaster or we haven't invested time in friendships. It's the thing we automatically say when we're asked to step into something and something could be fun or a serving opportunity alike. I want to talk about what I think having that word in our vocabulary does to our brain and our hearts. First, it becomes our biggest and most widely used safety net. Second, it robs us of our ability to engage. And third, 
It is a big fat lie that keeps us from intentional living. I can literally feel the resistance at this point in the conversation from myself. So I'm guessing that some of you are feeling it too. But hang in there with me, friend. Hang in there. Let's dive into busy being our safety net. Have you ever fallen back on the idea or the excuse of busy to wiggle your way out of your own something, a task that hasn't been completed yet, poor concentration or performance at work, being distant from family or friends? I would be willing to stick my neck out with some amount of confidence that most of us have fallen into this trap. And it is a trap. Because if we took out both the word and the idea of busy, and we replaced it with a deeper look at how we're spending our time as well as some honesty about where our priorities lie, I contend that we would find that busy is more of an excuse than it is our reality. All right, busy robs us of our ability to engage. How many of you have thrown up your hands in the past, I don't know, six months and said some version of, I am so tapped. I don't even care at this point. We look at our schedules and we shudder. So when our friends need us to be present, when our spouses or kids are buying for our attention, when church is looking for people to fill ministry roles, we can't, we won't, we don't. Because busy is sitting there, taking our time and our energy. These two ideas all lead to the final thought that busy is a lie that keeps us from living intentional. Busy keeps us stuck in chaos, leaving us responsive instead of intentional. Busy says both, there isn't time for that, and do more, say yes, the busier the better. We all know that both yes and no are okay responses to any request, but busy tries to tell us that only one response is the right answer. For some of you, the lie Busy tells you is that the answer is always yes. For others, it is that the answer is always no. But that's not truth. Truth is, sometimes the answer is yes, other times it's no, and every so often it's not right now. So now that I've laid out this somewhat depressing and perhaps even irritating idea, what's the remedy for our mistaken thoughts around busyness? First, I think we have to name why conversations like this about busyness rub us the wrong way. I mean, we're not going to get anywhere if we don't believe there's somewhere to go, right? So in both my personal experience and in my observations, I think these types of conversations often leave us going, yeah, but. Even as you've listened, have you found yourself saying, that's all fine and good, Vanessa, but my situation is unique. But my season of life is different. It's basically a, yeah, yeah, but I really am busy. To this, I would say two things. First, the next show will be about diving into looking at our schedules and prioritizing our time. But the thing is, the first layer of busy isn't really about our schedules. It's our emotions and our mental attachment to the idea of busy. Think about the last time you didn't do something because you were busy. I'll be vulnerable and tell you, 
I currently have 43 unread text messages. 43. My excuse? It's been a busy week. So then take away the word busy and replace it with, I haven't made time. So instead of me saying, I have 43 unread text messages because it's been a busy week, I say, I have 43 unread text messages because I haven't made time this week to open them. What is that thing for you? Are you cringing a little bit right now? Are you feeling resistant or defensive? I am. I wrote this. I'm speaking this to you and it makes me mad. (laughs) Do you know why? Because each and everything I had going on this week felt worthy, necessary, good, literally every commitment. But here's the thing. Changing how we respond to our lack of, our lack of response, our lack of availability, our lack of commitment from a blanket response of busy to owning that I haven't made time means that I am responsible for managing my time. Maybe the last thing you said no to was a good no. Maybe having 43 unread text messages because my commitments this week were good yeses is okay. But dismissing our lack of because of busy keeps us in a perpetual state of disillusionment that only busy dictates our schedules and we have no say in them. But that, friends, is a lie from the enemy. It's a straight up lie. I could have responded to text messages instead of checking Instagram. I could have gotten up 10 minutes earlier to give me space and time to connect with people who were reaching out. Again, I'm not saying that that's what was needing to happen but rather that the responsibility and opportunity for a different path is available. We have to stop buying the lie that it isn't. So I have some ideas about how we can change our relationship to the idea of busyness. First, make a list of things that you have not done in the past month because you were busy. Getting a picture of what and how much busy is robbing us of can help motivate us to change. Two, start getting serious about recognizing when you're using the word busy. When it comes out, either in your mind or verbally out of your mouth, pause and ask this question. If I replace the words too busy to do with haven't made time for, do I feel okay about what I'm not making space and time to do? And three, get an accountability partner. Maybe it's a spouse, a best friend, a coworker, and ask them to bring to your attention every time you're using busy, either as a word or an idea, an excuse or a feeling of overwhelmness, and then talk about why that's happening and what might need to change. I know this is a challenging conversation, friends, and if I'm being 100% honest, I struggle to write this show. It is, it is hitting my heart big time. I am by no means an expert. I have by no means conquered this. But I have a deep desire to be intentional with my time. I want to continue to learn to own my schedule and hold the responsibilities for my yeses and my noes. Because I sincerely believe that if we do that consistently, we will start to see better yeses and better noes. So thanks for hanging in there with me, friends. Tune in for episode 21 as we continue this conversation and focus our attention on time management. 
All right, friends, I want to take just a second to tell you what's been inspiring me recently. So in episode 19, we talked about creating a fall bucket list. And I told you that I had gone through that exercise and that there were several things on there that Ben and I were hoping to do this fall. And one of those things was getting in some time for fall camping. Ben and I tent camp every so often and I hate being hot. So I've always thought that fall tent camping would be the best. So we packed up our entire car brim full because that's what you do when you go camping or that's what that's what the Kaisers do when we go camping <laughs> anyways. And we trekked out to this cute little campground and it turns out, it turns out that 32 degrees in a tent is pretty chilly. <laughs> so our two night fall camping trip turned into um, like three quarters of a night. I legit got in the car about 4.30 and turned the heater on because I was so cold. But it didn't even matter. Our change of plans was totally fine. We pivoted and we had a fantastic weekend together. Uh, we went to this sweet little coffee shop in Belfouche that I absolutely adore. And we got to do some shopping and we got to do the corn maze and the pumpkin patch and drive through Spearfish Canyon and just soak up time together, being away from the house, and also like being outside and being in God's creation and beauty. I love this time of year, as you're well aware, and the colors and the briskness of it. And it was just fantastic and amazing. So that's what's been inspiring me, friends. I would encourage you to take a second and consider what's been inspiring you this week. As we wrap up our time together, I want to remind you that the Inspiring Heights giveaway is now live. You can sign up for the giveaway in a couple of different ways. First, you go to inspiringheights.org, hover your mouse over the contact us link and select email sign up. This will get you our monthly newsletter, Inspiration for the Moment, which started in July. The other ways that you can get your name in the drawing is by leaving us a review on any platform that you listen to Inspiring Heights and sharing us on your social media. The drawing will take place once the podcast has hit 650 downloads. Friends, thank you so much for being here today. It means the world to us. Hey, you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Inspiring Heights. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you're so inclined, go ahead and leave us a review. This helps for new listeners who haven't heard the podcast to kind of get a feel for what the show is like before they even hit play. If you have friends who aren't yet subscribers, share this with them if this is something you think that would be helpful and encouraging to them. Okay, friends. Until next time, take a deep breath and be inspired where your feet are. Bye for now.